ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, will be with my co-hosts, the New Master of the South, Tyler Peters, and the Brazilian Destroyer, Vinicius, as we talk all things professional wrestling happening in the professional wrestling world, the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's get right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. All right, everybody. So this is Ted from the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show, and I have to tell you that uh, this week's show went a little bit off the rails. We were supposed to have guests Cha-Cha Charlie and Vince Steele on. Uh, they did call in. There was a lot of audio issues. We couldn't get their their interview up to uh, to our standards of quality. And then, um, you know, Venetia's had people coming in to, to get ready for the show, and Tyler had internet issues. So this show is kind of piecemeal of what the show was going to be. Uh, I, I put it all together for you guys. I hope that you enjoy it. Please give me some comments in the comment section below. Tell me what you think about my predictions and help me out and, and help me see your point of view. I look forward to seeing everybody next week on the show, and we will get right back to it with Venetius and Tyler and the whole crew. And uh, let's get to it, folks. Let's go to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. I am your host, Ted, and I am here with my longtime co-host at this point, Mr. Tyler Peters, the new map of the South, although he is frozen again this week. Um, for the people that, that texted me back and messaged me back on Twitter and said, oh man, the Southern guy going getting frozen all the time was fantastic. It made everything funnier. Well, here you go. He's frozen again. It's going to be good. This time, at least he's smiling, though, so it's okay. He's not mean-mugging us like he was last week. And with us tonight, we have got the, uh, the man that we've had on before. He is, uh, he's formerly wrestling for All-Star Pro out in Oklahoma, and uh, that is Johnny Cove. He is the, the master of the Cove kick. And, Johnny, it's a pleasure to have you back on, man. How's everything going for you? Uh, it's going pretty good as of lately, so I can't complain too much. How, how are y'all doing? Uh, doing great. Yeah. Yeah, doing, we're doing really good, man. We've, uh, we've obviously had some changes since the last time you were on. The last time you were on, this was still Jolton Joe's wrestling radio show, and Joe decided to retire. And uh, so we, we brought Venetius in. But Venetius was supposed to be in Mexico this week um, to, to wrestle Dr. Wagner Jr. down in Mexico. That got canceled. Now he's in some kind of meeting with these guys, the Colognes. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but <laughs> but but he's uh so he's he's all tied up tonight. So it's just me and Tyler. Well, me and half of Tyler because he'll be frozen for half the time. But that's okay. Yeah. We're here to uh to do what we got to do and uh, and have some fun talking some wrestling, man. So listen, tell us what's been going on with you since the last time we talked. The last time we talked, you uh. You know, you were working All Star Pro pretty regularly, and you were kind of in the midst of things. It was, it was, you know, I think right as COVID had hit. I think we we had talked to you last time, and now here we are, months and months later, and uh, things have come and gone and come and gone. So update us, man. Tell us, tell us how things are going for Johnny Cove. Uh, well, yeah, last time we talked, I was looking, you know, pretty optimistic about, you know, how how the uh, wrestling year was going to continue and. You know, for Oklahoma and Texas, like, things seem to be almost going back to normal. I mean, you can't have full capacity crowds or anything and, you know, mm -hmm. man, all the mandates you have to go through. But they've been running pretty regularly since, uh, like, July. So, um, you know, in these parts, you know, shows 
the wrestlers are kind of getting back to normal, but um, just like everywhere else, though, it's kind of hard to plan out things because you never know what's going to cancel, you know, what's, what states are still in lockdown or what are, you know, what states are going to go back to lockdown. So it's just, it's a hard thing to tell right now, but everything else is going pretty good. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good and, to hear. And I thought, I, I saw on social media that you, uh, I think you, you tweeted it out or maybe you posted it on IG that you're planning on going to this thing with Dan Severn, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, that came about a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was on Twitter and I was just, you know, looking around and I saw that there's going to be a seminar. Dan Severn was going to be hosting it up in uh, Indiana. And I've never been to Indiana, but apparently they've been running a lot of shows lately. You know, uh, right now I feel like Indiana is one of the hottest wrestling scenes, it seems like, because they're all over, you know, high spots. There's companies all in there. Um, and uh, John Gresham from Ring of Honor, I tweeted him like the mm -hmm. week prior, and I was just asking him, like, what's the best advice you could give someone, like, trying to make a name for themselves? And he said, one of the things he said was, uh, go to as many seminars you, as you can go to. So I told myself the next seminar I see, I'm going to go to it. No matter how far it is, I'm going to go. And mm -hmm. like, that's the first one I saw. It's about 10 hours away from me, but I think I'm going to just, you know, just uh, trust myself and drive on out there and see what I can learn, pick up, you know, who I can meet, make some connections and just see where that takes me. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I've only been to Indiana once to visit my sister when she lived out there. And she lived in, uh, in South Bend, Indiana. And uh, man, oh, man, uh, my, my wife, who was then not even really my girlfriend yet, like we, we started going out like right after that trip. Uh, we drove out there from college in in uh, right outside of Philadelphia here. And so we, we drove out to South Bend. It was about 11 hours. Um, you know, thank God for you that you don't have to go through Ohio because man, Ohio is the worst state I've ever driven through. There's nothing, there's nothing to look at. It's flat the entire damn time. You're just like, Oh, Hey, look, there's a bird. <laughs> it's awful, you know, but those drives really can, can, can wear and tear on your body. So you know, I, I hope that you plan on going out like a day early and getting the opportunity to uh, to hang out. Man, Tyler is, is losing it over there. Look at him. The camera can't even keep up with him. He's laughing so hard and moving so fast. He's just, you know, it can't keep up. The frame per second isn't working for him, man. All right. So uh, I wanted to, to talk about this a little bit because I also saw on your social media, man, you have uh, you've done some work over the quarantine, man. You have done some serious work. You've, you've definitely shredded down a little bit and... Uh, and shred it up a little bit, as it were. You, you've gotten yourself in great shape. So what, what have you been doing to, uh, to improve on that, man? Uh, yeah, so the beginning of quarantine, I just kind of told myself I was going to focus all on my uh, fitness and, you know, my diet and trying to get that, you know, as good as it, it could get. And, you know, mm -hmm. I dropped some serious weight. I got, uh, I got pretty shredded for, for me. It was like my first real cut I've ever tried. And so now it's, uh, just trying to slowly gain as much uh, muscle as I can without, mm -hmm. you know, getting the the unwanted fat right now. But so with mm -hmm. this quarantine, it's given me a lot of time to do some research, study, and, you know, get a lot of uh, info on, 
you know, how, what diets are best and what workouts are really going to help me to get as big as I need to be for the wrestling business. Gotcha. Gotcha. And listen, man, as someone that has been involved in physical activity my entire life, it's, uh, it's never easy to, to really discipline yourself and just to hammer down on yourself like you have. So I got to congratulate you, man. Cause I wish I could, I wish I could with the three kids though. Like at the end of the day, if I don't have, you know, a nice stiff beverage, or if I don't, <laughs> if I don't have something sweet just to take the edge off the day with the three little ones running around, it's a little bit crazy. Um, but, but, you know, I'm really happy for you. You seem like you're probably in the best, the best shape of your, your young career and, uh, and, and things are going the right way for you, man. And I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, so since we last chatted, you know, you, you probably haven't worked a whole lot, but you said you were working up until maybe two months ago. Um, tell us about some, some of the stuff you were working on in the ring. Have you, have you branched out your move set at all? Have you, um, you know, is there something particular that you've been looking to improve as you hone your craft? Uh, yeah. So although I've, you know, stopped working regularly just cause, you know, you don't want to risk anything with, you know, COVID mm-hmm. exposures and, um, mm-hmm. but I have been, you know, trying to train as much as I can and, uh, you know, having training with some, uh, some good guys down here in Oklahoma, it's been uh, really helpful. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things I've been studying and uh, trying to perfect for my in-ring comeback. And mm-hmm. I've picked up a few new tricks. Uh, finally can uh, springboard off the top rope. So that's one thing I've picked up. So uh, hopefully Very I'll be cool. able to show that off soon. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, you know, the, the last time we talked, I mean, you were kind of really fresh out of the gate and they'd put the, they put the strap on you almost fresh out of the gate on you too, man. Um, they, they really, they really latched on to you out there. Uh, you know, you, you told us off air that you're looking to, to really work your way out and to branch your way out. Tell us, tell us what your, what your goals are, man. Where, where do you want to be working? You know, what, what, where do you see yourself over the next 365 days, brother? Uh, yeah, I've been, that's one of the main things I've been thinking of this whole time being off because it really looks like, uh, really maybe not till next year, we, uh, all wrestling might not, you know, get back Mm -hmm. to normal, but, uh, hopefully within the year, like I I'm going, hopefully making trips to Indiana and further out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the following Saturday after that seminar, there's a, like a camp, uh, tryout thing going on in San Antonio for a uh, local wrestling TV show, uh, SWE, and okay. they got guys like Teddy Long, and they had Road cool. Animal before he passed down there, and uh, so I'm gonna, you know, drive six hours down there and shoot my shot with them, and hopefully to get some, you know, get some more feedback and just branch my name out there so I can start working as many places as possible once things, you know, start getting uh safely back up yeah absolutely I hope you get it yeah yeah for sure for sure and tyler anytime anytime you have something up there he goes again he's you know that that's his pensive look that's his i'm really gonna think about the next question that i'm gonna ask and i'm gonna when i come back with it when i unfreeze i'm gonna come back with an amazing question that's that, that's what that look is that's it's perfect it's perfect really thinking about it that's right that's right and he's going to keep going. See, he's just, he, he's deep in thought. It, it's, it's okay. It is what it is. So, so, <laughs> so Johnny, we, uh, oh, there he is, Tyler. 
yeah. anytime you have a anytime you have your question, man, even if you're you're frozen, make sure you text it to me and I'll send it I'll send uh, it oh, over and I'll I'll ask it, okay? I've been thinking of yeah. But uh yeah, we um, we saw. Yeah, that last look that you gave into the camera right before you froze, it was very pensive. It was very I, I, know, I know. I'm just I'm almost, always worried. Hey, I'm gonna freeze up any seconds. So uh, you are. Uh so <laughs> so here <laughs> You know, hereabouts in, in, in Philadelphia, we're not really running shows all that much yet. There's some outdoor stuff happening, but now it's starting to come to be the fall and the winter and temperatures aren't going to allow for that for, for too much longer. You know, nobody wants to take a bump <laughs> on a stiff ass ring in the middle of the winter outside. You know, just it's not going to happen. Not anything entertaining anyway. Um but you know we're 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 kind of we're working our way back up. I know Florida and Tennessee, they're both rearing rearing to go you know things are just open it kind of is what it is um you know i've said to you i've said to you before when we when we chatted last time you seem very charismatic you seem like you have a lot of passion for the business um you know but one thing i i can't remember if we got to this last time it's something that i would really like to know um who do you want to model yourself after in the ring what are you What are you looking to emulate in the ring as you move forward? And I know we had talked before. You like to watch a lot of the old school stuff. Um, you like the Four Horsemen and that kind of you know. And and you love to watch like you go back and watch those DVDs and stuff like that. Um, I didn't think I would remember all this stuff from our last interview, but I do. You know, <laughs> but um, you know, tell me, tell me, what who are you looking to emulate as you're growing and you're developing as a wrestler now? Uh, yeah, I've been really going back and start uh, studying a lot of Steamboat. Um, just one guy that's always stuck with me, who just a total package of a wrestler. Um, yep. And then lately, I've been watching a lot of uh, Daniel Bryan, his early career in Ring of Honor. And, mm-hmm. you know, just how, mm-hmm. uh, even though he was not the biggest guy, he, how he carried himself, it was like he's a, a real badass. and you know, he's not going to take anyone's crap. Yep. Um, you know, being under six feet tall, you hear that all the time. Like, you're not going to get looked at as someone who's taller. So it's just, you got to carry yourself as bigger than what you are. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, those guys, two of the best of all time. I'm always watching their matches. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd say that's, that's the main four I uh, usually okay. see lately. Yeah, that and listen, and that makes a lot of sense for the body of work that we're able to see. And by the way, you can see uh, Johnny has uh, a YouTube page that we'll link in the description, and uh, and you can also find him on the All- you know, some of his work on the All Star Pros YouTube page. Uh, so for any of our friends who are promoters, and we have a handful of them that that listen to the show off and on, uh, you want to check out Johnny's work, please do that go over and uh and check out the links in the description below and uh and make sure that you you know you follow him on twitter on that's uh at johnny cove one right uh, twitter yeah. okay so make sure make sure you follow him on twitter because we you know we he has his booking information there and you guys can can give him a shout um you know something something obviously has has happened in professional wrestling just recently and that's uh the passing of, of tracy smothers and uh, Tracy Smothers was, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, who's Tracy Smothers? You know, the, 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 the average wrestling fan, the person yeah. that's kind of casually watched, who's Tracy Smothers? But, um, you know, for those of us that have dug deep into professional wrestling and we analyze it and we, you know, and perform it, um, you know, commentate it, 
the Tracy Smothers work is, is really yeah. incredible. It's a great body of work. And one of Tyler's questions for you is, um, are you familiar with Tracy Smothers work? And if you are, maybe what's something that, um, you know, one of the things that you enjoyed most about his work? Uh, honestly, yeah. Uh, until about a few years ago, I wasn't really aware of Tracy Smothers. Um, but then listening to like podcasts of Jim Cornette and right and back and watching like Smoky Mountain and then mm-hmm. seeing that he's still like up until, you know, unfortunately he passed, he was still working like, Mm-hmm. all he's just a real uh travel journeyman wrestler and you know everything i've seen on twitter lately is just how he was constantly trying to uh give advice to the young guys and you know yep. people his age that were wrestlers they don't really uh respect a lot of the younger generation and just how things are but from what everyone said is he you know he wanted to just pass on his uh wisdom to everybody that he came across so uh, he seemed like a good guy. And yeah, I've been uh, trying to watch some of his tapes lately, some of his uh, matches. I saw mm-hmm. a lot of cool uh, little clips on Twitter of that uh, a lot of people retweeted since yep. his passing. But yeah, I definitely need to watch some more of his. Yeah, I mean, my first exposure to to, to Tracy Smothers was actually his work in ECW as part of the FBI, which was, you know, like, first of all, the FBI was one of the most fun things about the nineties ECW run because they just kind of showed up and did whatever. And it didn't, nobody cared that it was not PC. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was just, we're going to do whatever we want to do. F you, F you, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do us. And, uh, and when he would come in and he would be part of that, that was really cool. And so I remembered the name um, when, when I saw the post, I was like, Tracy Smothers, I kind of I know that name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, I, I, I kind of remember that like being, like, like you said, Smoky Mountain. And, and, and I, I remember some of that work. Right. And so and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know exactly where I remember this guy from. I remember him from being with little Guido in ECW <laughs> doing some, doing some crazy shit with the FBI. And, uh, and then I went back and I, and I found some stuff to watch on, uh, on YouTube and on the WWE network. And um, you know, it's just a shame that we've had this, this string of, of wrestlers pass away in these last couple months. It's been, um, it's been certainly something that, that has hit home for, for a lot of people in the business. Um, all right, let's, let's, you know, we've been talking shop, professional wrestling, professional wrestling, professional wrestling for a few minutes. Let's, let's get off, let's get off, uh, off the, the box for a minute here and let's, you know, just relax for a minute. I have been uh, binging, you know, as, as everyone else with the COVID quarantines, right? Uh, everyone's binge watching stuff, man. What, what is something non-wrestling that you have been binge watching since COVID, man? <laughs> uh I binged the entire series of Oz on HBO. Nice. Oh, cool. It was just, I always knew about Oz, but I always thought it was going to be just like too, like too, you know. Out there. Too out there for me. But then I just, I watched the first episode and I was hooked. Yep. (laughs) It just got crazier and like vulgar. And it was just, you just can't look away from it though. And I binge watched it and like, less than a month. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I definitely, I went back cause I had started ballers a couple years ago on HBO 
And then I was like, I never got to finish it. And then one thing came up or another. And I was like, oh, man, I should go back and rewatch Ballers. So I rewatched everything. And then I watched the latest season that just, that just happened. And, uh, and right now, my wife and I are binge watching Lucifer on Netflix. And that's a great show. Yeah, that's, that's another one where I'm like, man, where has this been in my life for the past <laughs> five years? And now I've got to wait until 2022 for the next season. What the hell? <laughs> I know, know it keeps you waiting. Yeah. Absolutely. Netflix does that. Netflix is terrible. Like Stranger Things, I've been I've been waiting for the next Stranger Things for a year and a half now. What the hell? <laughs> Give me my Stranger Things. Oh man. Well, listen, I uh, Tyler and I are going to uh, to be talking this week in wrestling and talking about the pay per views and everything like that. Uh, so when we come back from the break, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking all that stuff. Johnny, if you wanna if you wanna hang out with us and talk some talk some shop, what happened this week? You're welcome to. If not, it's it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with us again today. And uh, folks, when we you know when we come back, we're gonna be talking this week in professional wrestling, Bound for Glory, Hell in a Cell, Primetime Live, which had some interesting implications on wrestling this week as a whole. Uh, it did the NWA Women's Championship and. Uh, once again, folks, please make sure that you check out in the description below, check out all of Johnny's information. You can find him at, at Johnny Cove one on Twitter and uh, make sure you give him a, give him a shout, get him booked, get him out there. His work has been great and he's only growing as a professional. My friend, thank you so much for joining us out there from Oklahoma tonight. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, thank you guys. It's always a blast to come on and chat with y'all hopefully we can do it again uh, soon once covid's kind of wrapped up yeah hopefully man hopefully all right friends when we come back in just a few we'll be talking this week in wrestling ladies and gentlemen these advertisements that you're about to see and hear are not paid advertisements they are acknowledgments of some of our supporters and what they do Ladies and gentlemen, please follow the Rewind Wrestling Network on all of your social medias. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And you can find us at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Again, that's at Rewind Podcast, at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on all your social media platforms. This is Tyreno. King Black and he's the United States champion. And if you want to become a professional wrestler, a manager, a referee, you want to become a champion, come down to the ACBW Proving Ground. This is the place to do it. Where you can get quality training by quality trainers. The Proving Ground. Preview.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio. It is me and Tyler here, and we are going to hope and pray that Tyler's connection stays solid with us this time. Um, you know, we're, the, the Tyler ticker for, uh, for the <laughs> counter there is going to be fun on the YouTube version of this show. I'm going to do a little counter for every time Tyler freezes. Um, we're going to do like what we got to do. You know, it's, yeah, it's going to be I mean, what's going to be. It happens, I mean, unfortunately. But, yeah. Yep. Yep, for sure. Tyler, let's talk a little bit about this week in wrestling, man. This week in wrestling yeah. has been absolutely insane, really. Yes. <laughs> There's been a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a little overwhelming, to be honest with you. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so we had the payoff episode for SmackDown to send us out to – or the go-home, rather, to right, send us out right. to, uh, to Hell in a Cell. Um, I thought the show went relatively well. Yes. I, I typically don't like the goofy segments that WWE overproduces. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Law and Otis was fantastic. <laughs> it, it was funny because it had JBL. I, I like Teddy Long, all those guys, Ron Simmons. He just has to say that word, everybody. If there was fans there, they would actually pop. I mean, it would, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm with you. That was clever. That yeah. Was yeah. I, I really enjoyed that segment. Um, I didn't enjoy how that, what that segment ended up with at the end, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, the, I think probably the best thing to come out of SmackDown is the fact that, uh, that Chad Gable has said, screw everybody. I'm not shorty G (laughs) and my name is Chad freaking Gable. Um, so thank God we don't ever have to call him shorty G again. It is what it is. Um, you know, but that sent us into Hell in a Cell. But before we get to Hell in a Cell, we had Bound for Glory. We had Impact Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Yeah. So I want to ask you this right off the bat, Tyler. Um, Who do you think had the better pay-per-view? Do you think Impact or WWE had the better pay-per-view this past weekend? You know what? That's a tough one because, you know, Hell in a Cell had good matches. But I think as far as, I mean, Bound for Glory is up there. I mean, I I really enjoyed a lot. You're right. Impact is really delivering. They had some good stuff. And the thing that, of course, it came out today that, you know, I didn't realize Kylie Ray was not going to be involved in that knockouts match. Mm-hmm. with Perazzo, but mm-hmm. you know what uh what what a you know a change of plans was it a well what's her name young Sue young. young yeah and coming out with that evil character uh and i didn't expect her to win the knockouts title some yep. surprises on impact so i'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it but from the highlights that i saw i was impressed with bound for glory yeah for sure i love that the wrestling community kind of lost their minds over the fact that the rock uh, made his impact debut introduced yes, you know yes his big debut there in inducting ken shamrock into the hall of fame um you know I, and listen if anyone deserves to be in in the impact hall of fame it's ken shamrock he's their yeah, first champion sure. ever he's their first he, champion ever be. yeah you know um and he still looks amazing still to you know for crying out loud he was in a match on the show yeah, for and it was a good match. You know, the guy is yeah. the guy is doing stuff now that he did, that he couldn't do twenty years ago, and he's attributing it to all the stem cell stuff that he did. Um, that he I've had been hearing about that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and listen, man, if stem cells could uh could fix my <laughs> could fix my back, I would be mm-hmm. doing it too. I don't know, man. Yeah, I can't um, You know, so so let's talk for a minute about maybe our our, our favorite match on the card. I think my favorite match on the card was the X Division Scramble. Mm. Um, And I was really hoping that Jordan Grace would come away with it. Obviously, she did not. She's been impressive. She's been fantastic. I just I I don't understand. I I don't understand. Yeah, you too. Um, But but I'm glad to see that TJP is getting the push with Rohu Mm -hmm. Rajit. So um, Rohit. So I'm 
I, I'm really, I'm into this. I'm into impact. I, I'm loving the shows. I am too. I'm, I'm going to start setting myself a timer to watch it on Twitch, even though it's happening like right when I'm putting the kids to bed, it's going to be a thing. I'm going to have to have yeah, you know, the that, apps downloaded and do what I got to do. Routine but. Down. Uh, I don't think I've got access TV anymore. I was going to try to set it to record because I would really love to watch it because it's mm -hmm. something different. That's what I love about all these wrestling shows. You do get a little something, a little flavor for, mm -hmm. you know, what you want to watch. And Impact's really given us a variety that I'm enjoying right now. I agree. I think that they're doing, yeah, I think they're doing the best job of giving us the best of every world. I really they do. are. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see the cowboy come back. Oh, that um, was huge. Yeah. They, I mean, he was an original. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm glad to see that, that the show went off the way it did. I thought that the payoff for EC3 and Moose was yeah. perfect for what it was. That's great storytelling. I, yeah. I really love what they're doing. I mean, I'm with you. EC3 and Moose, when he's like, where are you at? I mean, maybe I'm getting Tuesday confused, but he was looking for him. But I think mm -hmm. that was bound for glory. I'm pretty like sure it was. Say, yeah. There's so much we're having to absorb. Even the shows are running together at times. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So that kind of leads us into, uh, into Hell in a Cell, man. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to hear what your favorite match was from Hell in a Cell, because Hell in a Cell was an okay pay-per-view in my mind. It, um, yeah, it didn't blow I, me away. It, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't set my fire like Bound for Glory did. I think Bound for Glory was definitely the better show. Yeah, Impact um, got to give them credit. They're yeah, for sure, right. yeah. for sure. But but what do you what do you think was the best match on the card for Hell in a Cell? You know what? I really the story of uh, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns is what's selling me. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would call it the best match, but it was all it was really good. I mean. Somebody pointed out that Jay Uso didn't do just spots for spots. They kind of they made mm -hmm. sense, and Roman settled the tempo, the pace, and they were. I love the emotion Roman was uh, was setting the table for. Speaking of the Tribal Chief and yep. and Heyman's facials, I mean, to me that was a a good way to start the show. I was surprised. I didn't think they would start that. I thought that'd be the main event, but of course we know it's Orton and McIntyre. But mm -hmm. I personally mm -hmm. thought, you know good back and forth roman looked dominating and i think it needed to do what the uh, story was telling that he was going to be the head of the table and that the usos had to bow down to it agreed yeah. agreed and and i think that with that match what was really interesting is that yeah. you saw a progression in jay uso because yes. in their first pay-per-view match at clash of champions he was just utterly dominated right he was and and in this match he got a decent amount of offense in he did. You know, and, and he showed his heart and that developed him. I mean, Roman, Roman has definitely made him over these last two pay-per-views oh, for no sure. Yeah. Um, and, and now we're starting to see where the booking's going to come through. Um, you know, Roman's, Roman's definitely made him. And I feel like uh, mm -hmm. Jay's push is going to continue. Um, we're just going to see him be in this subservient role and then – we're going to see Rikishi get involved somehow, I think. And because yeah, the Wild Samoans it. were there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to now. To me, you've got to bring Rikishi into the mix because it's, yep. it's going to add to that story. I, I think that that's that family rivalry that people can buy into. Exactly. Uh, you know what was interesting, though? A lot of people complained that maybe there was too much dialogue. But to me, I, I kind of I didn't mind it because to me, it's all part of the story. It's just a personal preference. I mean, you know, to me, it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I actually agree with you. I think that the I think that the dialogue was okay. Yeah. I do. 
It was all good. What I didn't like, and what I still don't like, okay. and I haven't liked it since last year, is the gosh darn red cell. The the red Hell in a Cell structure sucks. It's yes. stupid. It's, it's not distracting. Yeah. It's awful. It's it awful. is. I, I want the old Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, uh, Mankind Hell in a Cell. I mean, I know you got to change it up, make it newer, but I, I kind of miss the old way they did it. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not buying into the whole red thing unless, unless you did a fiend thing or something. I don't know. Right, I mean, right. You know. Um, I mean, Randy won. We we all kind of knew he was going to at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and Retribution has continued to book into oblivion. You know, yeah, it's. I think their push is getting lost because, I mean, the hurt business are stars, but it's a shame you brought these guys in terrorizing everybody. Mm-hmm. And now you're burying them. Essentially. Agreed. I mean, you're not really. I mean, but hey, the hurt business. I'm glad they are getting pushed because they do look like stars. And I love the faction. I mean, MVP cuts a great promo. Lashley is great as a United States champion. Shelton's doing what he needs to do. Cedric, they're all great athletes. So I'm, I'm all about it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's, let's move ourselves into raw here. Um, Absolutely. Monday night raw. I, I think this was probably the, the best Monday night raw we've seen in a couple of weeks, but that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it's definitely not been the show. I've, I've agreed with you, Ted, that SmackDown is still, you know, as far as the big brand mm-hmm. shows, Fridays have been a lot more pleasurable of an experience to watch, but yeah, on raw, the only thing that I'm getting confused about is you have Lana win only for Nia Jax to do that Samoan drop again on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of getting old now. I mean, I guess she needs to be dominating because she's that monster heel with Baszler. But, and I know we give Lana grief, but how are you supposed to build Lana up if she keeps just getting through a table every week? I mean, I, I'm not, I don't have the mind you do. You probably have some logic. In that. Um, I wouldn't say that you don't have the mind that I do. I just have a more sporadic mind, I think. Um, yeah. I think that my only way to logically justify it uh-huh. is is that if you put someone through a table for six weeks straight and they're still coming back for more, mm-hmm. does that make them strong or stupid? True. Right? That's a good point. Um, and we've already seen Lana be stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. now I think we're going to see Lana be strong. Um, I don't think that there's a way to save her. I think no. that she needs to go away for two months and be repackaged and be repackaged. But if this is a, an attempt at a repackage for her post that wedding debacle crap that we got, um, I'm willing to give it the breath of fresh air and see what comes out of it. But I agree that it's getting old, but it's almost getting to the point now where it's comical, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, when's Lana going to go through the table? You know what I mean? Like, there was a time when the Dudleys were putting everyone through a table and everyone was constantly getting um, getting put through. And, and, and it, then it became the Dudleys would get the table and people would find creative ways to get away from the table. And I almost feel like we're in that kind of a situation. When are we going to see Lana turn the tide? And when we do, does that result in a push? So that is kind of where 
um, where I think I am with that. I am excited though for the main event picture on Raw. Uh, I am too. The the audio the audio just went weird there. Uh, oh really? It's yeah, it's okay. Be the fiend again. It's the fiend again. Well, it's funny because I'm about to talk about him. You know the the yeah, main I know. event picture. Yeah, so he must have heard you. Yeah. Exactly. You know the the main event picture is looking fun right now because Drew can still be involved with Randy right now, mm-hmm. right? But now the fiend can be involved with Randy too, and so now we have options to kind of play around with for the next couple of weeks on Monday Night Raw. So that that makes me excited. Um, I think that we have some potential there. All right, we're going to go into Tuesday night's Impact Wrestling. And uh, on Impact, we had a, a kind of a crazy night. We started off on Impact, uh, Tyler, with a uh, uh, right off the bat, we had a world championship rematch between Eric Young and Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was know, an exciting match. Yeah, and, and but you know, Rich is in the street clothes and this, that, the other thing. And I Rich Swan that. came out with the win. Yeah. Um, which I'm no, glad with that. I mean, nothing against Eric Young. He he made a you know he's a great psychotic heel, but Rich Swan is very deserving. I mean, think about it. It's a feel good story. Him coming back from the injury. So, yeah, I agree that that it's uh it's a great it's a great story with him coming back from the injury. That's absolutely true. Um, I think that the Tommy Dreamer face paint uh to commemorate Road Warrior Animal both at the pay-per-view and at uh, the impact taping was great. I think that it's a, it's a wonderful tribute to a man that gave a lot to the business. Um, and I also really liked the fact that Johnny Bravo got murdered at the I end know. of the show. And, t- and Tommy Dreamer, he was saying, no, no. But it wasn't that awesome, though, being uh, the, the homage, the respect to Road Warrior Animal. Yeah, yeah, but that was something. Did not know. I haven't really got to follow that story of impact. But yeah, somebody gets shot. That is just that's got to be Halloween, right? I mean, and, and the best part is the best part is is that we've now established because James Mitchell was brought back from the dead. Now we've <laughs> now we've established that people can come back from the dead in Impact Wrestling. So now we don't. Now the question is, when is Johnny going to come back? And when Johnny comes back, is he going to be different? Is he getting a repackage? Is he like, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Impact has me on a roller coaster ride. I'm loving watching it. Um, I'm loving being, being on the ride that is Impact Wrestling. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about for a, a very brief minute here is uh, Primetime Live. And, and pr- on Primetime Live, we had, uh, we had oh no, my, I just closed that tab. But we had Thunder Rosa lose yeah, that was the, a big news. Yeah. The women's championship for the NWA. And mm-hmm. then it was defended by it's Serena Deeb, right? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, then on Serena AEW. Deeb defended it the next night on AEW, on Dynamite. And, That's true. Um, she flew right in after, from LA to Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, craziness, craziness. And so there was a lot of speculation that uh, Thunder Rosa was was now signed by AEW or this, that, the other thing. And uh, she had some fun with it on social media. She was like, she had WWE and AEW and NWA all written on her hip. And she was like pulling the pants down to show it. And, uh, and uh, she was kind of trolling, trolling people online, but Billy Corgan did come out and say, listen, she signed with the NWA through 2021. She's staying with us. Uh, you know, there's a reason for that. And, 
And so I think she'll probably challenge uh, Serena Deep. I, I don't think agreed. that's over. But you know what? I, I think AEW's obviously got some kind of a good relationship with NWA for her to be able to do that and come on AEW TV. It probably keeps that title with more exposure, too. That's actually smart. I agree. I agree. And so my, my question then becomes, when will we see Nick Aldis? That's true. That's- it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to get Nick Aldis on AEW. We're going to get this this you know, NWA almost invasion feel where it's just NWA talent is there. And they're like, listen, my belt's more important than your belt. So screw you. And I think that we're going to get that, that competitive feel between the NWA and AEW on Wednesday night dynamite. And hopefully that'll transfer over into primetime mm-hmm. live and make primetime live a little bit more effective as well. So yeah, it'll help. Uh, yeah, but hey, I'm all about Aldis. I mean, think about it. he could challenge Cody if Moxley's still champion. That could be some money, you know. They could do agreed, like yeah. agreed for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, Wednesday night this week was interesting. Uh, it was, you know, on Dynamite we found out that it's going to be what we all kind of thought it was going to be: <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega and uh, and Hangman Page at full gear for the uh, number one contender spot. Yeah. They, um, and- the uh, but there was that town hall thing with MJF and the inner circle. I, I you know I I like this better than the, like the dinner theater thing that they did last week. But uh, but at the end of the day, I just feel like this is a lot of jab and not enough not enough you know fighting. It, it's a wrestling show, and we're seeing these guys talk 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 talk, and we're not seeing them perform in terms of in ring action enough. And uh, I would like to see that a little bit more. But I, I'm interested to hear what you thought about Eric Bischoff making his second appearance with the company on Wednesday night. Yeah, it seems like him and uh, Tony Khan. It must be the podcast friends because, you know, JR's got the podcast with Conrad. So does Tony. And, of course, Bischoff does. But, you know, for what his role, whether you like him or not, I, I, I happen to be okay with him. He, he does good with the whole moderating thing. I know it's a mm-hmm. little silly, gets, but – he, you know, they gave him some good questions to answer. I mean, to ask and for them to answer, I should clarify. But I, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good too. And there's another one for the counter. There's another Tyler Freeze. Um, so overall, I'm uh, I'm really, uh, I think that this is great. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see that Sean Spears got a little bit of a squash match there. Um, you know, he got to uh, to just screw up VSK a little bit. And, uh, you know, and like I said, the, uh, I'm kind of excited now for this number one contender match between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Yeah, that, uh, awesome. yeah it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to take us over to the last show of the week here. Finally, we're through the eighth show of the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, finally. Uh, NXT, Halloween Havoc. Um, I thought it was a good show. I thought, yeah, it, I thought was it was solid. well. I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. Um I think Gargano winning the North American Championship made sense. I love seeing Pe- uh, Pete Dunne come back and join up with McAfee and uh, and Birch and Lorkin. Um, I thought that the match between Escobar and Atlas was really solid. I really enjoyed the match. It was good back and forth. There was a lot of action in it. Um, my my one big downfall for NXT is that they have now taken the two people that make me fall asleep during their show the most in Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes, and they have put them together (laughs) for long periods of time. Yeah. And uh, 
but going back to the the faction with uh, McAfee, I think that's that gives a good enemy for uh, for undisputed to come back. You know, O'Reilly oh, right. has created that issue. Yeah, so I that's agree. all I was going back to on that point. That's all right. We'll 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 chalk that up to the Tyler ticker there. Yeah, uh, there you go. Just blame that. Yeah, the delay. But but what I was saying, Tyler, is that uh is that my one big gripe with NXT is that they've taken the two people to put me to sleep the most on the program and putting them together with Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. And that is, uh, that's bothersome to me because I just, I can't get into either of those guys. Um, I know that one match that I was really excited for was Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. And it, you know, it ended up being a, a tables, ladders and scares match because of the wheel. Um, but I was—I I thought that it was a good match. I thought it was solid. I thought it was fun. I'm glad that EO retained. Um, but Tyler, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I know you were looking forward to Rhea Ripley and, and Raquel Gonzalez. So tell tell me, man, what did you think of the end result? You know what? Uh, this match was solid, but I was still a little disappointed. I think it's just timing. I, I think they just need more matches again. I think they're both great athletes. Both definitely. Uh, you know, Titans because they're taller women, but you could tell it was a little awkward. That's the only thing. Now I understand why you don't have, you know, two people all the time of the same size. And there's another one for the Tyler ticker, but no, I agree with the points that Tyler's making. Um, they have a very similar style in terms of how they use their, their bodies because they're both taller and they both have long legs. And, uh, and that's hard to put together a cohesive match a lot of times when you have similar styles like that. That's why contrasting styles are so good together. That's why Rey Mysterio and Big Show could wrestle for 30 minutes and it would still be entertaining, even though it would be hard for you to believe that Rey Mysterio is going to win. Um, and, and, yeah. and you need that kind of contrast in styles. And you have you it did. to some degree, but, but because of their physicality, you, uh, you kind of get a, a similar thing. It com- kind of becomes monotone. You do. Like that, that. That's the problem you run into. No, not a knock against them. I, I just think, you know – everybody wanted to see it but sometimes you can understand why some dream matches don't always fit you know that's yes sir that's the issue yeah. yes sir all right well we are going to take a quick break and uh when we come back we're going to be talking about uh one of our twitter followers sent us a uh a topic to talk about for this week and it is uh from dan knightley on twitter and uh he suggested talking about on of the most on the recent uh, of the current, I'm sorry, of the current roster, who realistically is the next face of the company? Who's the next Austin or John Cena? Does WWE know what to do with them? So when we come back, me and Frozen Tyler, we're going to be talking about that topic here on the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show. And my friends, we will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, these advertisements that you're about to see and hear are not paid advertisements. They are acknowledgments of some of our supporters and what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow the Rewind Wrestling Network on all of your social medias. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And you can find us at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Again, that's at Rewind Podcast, at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on all your social media platforms. This is Tyrino. King Black, the United States champion. 
And if you want to become a professional wrestler, a manager, a referee, if you want to become a champion, come down to the HBW Proving Ground. This is the place to do it. Where you get quality training by quality trainers. The Proving Ground. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final segment here on Rewind Wrestling Radio, here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am Ted. I am here with Frozen Tyler Peters, the new mouth of the South, and that's another one for the Tyler ticker right there. Um, so, Tyler, like I said before, we went to the break. Uh, we're going to be talking with, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about, I should say, a topic that Dan Knightley had submitted for us on Twitter, and that is... Uh, who on the current WWE roster would we call having the ability to be the next face of the company, the next Austin or the next Cena? Um, I certainly have my own opinions about this. Uh, I'm eager to hear what you have to say before, uh, before you freeze up too much there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me who, who do you think this would be? And, and if, and, and if you have a name in mind, um, do you think WWE knows what to do with them? Uh, you know, that that's a great question. Oh, that's a priceless one for the Tyler ticker right there. The, uh, the look on Tyler's face is, is absolutely stunning. And, uh, and we're going to keep that in the frame and you guys are going to hear this and that's okay because it's worth it. It's certainly worth it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're one of our listeners on the podcast, go watch the YouTube video and take a look because it's, it's perfect. It's fantastic. Um, so while Tyler's uh, Tyler's frozen up over there, up there he is. He's back now. No, I, I did. I, what I was going to say before it started doing the the, the Tyler ticker deal, it, I was just saying uh, I don't really know who could do that because it's so hard it, it to be put them up there with like an Austin, a Rock, or a Cena, somebody who could be that standard bearer. I mean, there's been people close, but and I don't know that WWE could wouldn't know what to do with them even if they had them that that's why i don't know that i have an answer i'm just being honest that's such a good question i i don't know i agree yeah i actually agree with you 100 percent because uh i guess the way for me to for me to put this is that i don't think that the wwe has built anybody strong enough to take that spot uh they tried to build roman roman couldn't get over with the fans they tried to build Seth. Seth got over with the fans organically, and then you shoved it down their throats, and then he got lost on the fans. Uh, you had Dean Ambrose. You let him push yeah. a little bit, then you let him go. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't think that there is someone that you that the WWE has built that is strong enough to to step into that role. However, if I was going to say someone that I wish would be strong enough to step into that role. Um, I think that it could be Keith Lee if you let him. 
Yeah. If you, if mean, you take the handcuffs off and you just let him go off and let him do his thing and stop mm-hmm. overproducing him, he could potentially be that person because he's relatable on multiple factors. That's another priceless gem for the Tyler ticker right there. Uh, but Keith Lee would be my pick if they would take the handcuffs off. But again, the second part of Dan's question here, Dan Knightley's question is, would WWE know what to do with them? And I don't think that they do. And that's why we're getting the booking that we're getting for him. And that's why we're getting this, uh, this lack of ability on the WWE's part to get him over on the main roster. I think that the safest thing for Keith Lee right now is to send him back to NXT, let him come back up in six months and don't freaking produce him. Just let him do what he's already doing. Yeah. They, they rushed it. I think to get too many, and it was cool seeing him with Orton and now, you know, they're doing it with Braun, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, he just was so good in NXT. Not that he's not mm-hmm. going to be great. We're seeing the potential there, but I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right, my friends. Well, we are, uh, we're going to wrap it up for the week here because the Tyler ticker is getting overly full. Uh, but I do want to plug next week's show on next week's show. We have the, uh, we have the, the new Sheik. We have Joseph Samael. Okay. Uh, the leader of the Contra unit in MLW. We, he is, uh, one half of war beast in fact i ordered my war beast t-shirt today from pro wrestling tees awesome. um yeah. so it's joseph good. samael will be on with us next week here on the show venetius will be back with us next That's week awesome. as well yeah and, the big uh, guy yeah exactly man big v we got to get him in here and so my head's are, still hurting yeah yeah well of course it is i mean you know he, yeah he, i mean I, you know I, he, a headache for a year I, i'm telling you he, he got me good I, he's, he's a big boy yeah, He's that'll teach boy. me to get in the ring. Yeah. That's right. It will teach you to get in the ring, Tyler. And Bill and learn your lesson. In addition to Joseph Samael, for next week, we have ACPW's Ivy will be joining us. And uh, Ivy is going to be joining us as one of our regulars, like Amy Veronica from Coastal Championship Wrestling. She'll be on, uh, you know, maybe once or twice a month and uh, and just talk shop with us for a little bit. So I'm super excited to have her on here with us. It will be a, it'll be a super fun show. That was a nice. Oh man, you froze up on me again. You had to get one more Tyler ticker in there. One more. So my friends, next week, Joseph Samael, same bat time, same bat channel. Come check us out. Please help us out. Like, you know, like, share, and subscribe to all of the content here. Make sure you comment below. Let us know who you think might be the next face of the WWE as per Dan's question that we talked about this week. Mm-hmm. And Great uh question. It was a fantastic question. And then yeah, uh, was, yeah. and next week we'll pick another fan's comment that, that got sent in and we'll, we'll talk their comment as well. Everybody, please send this podcast out to one of your wrestling friends, one person yes. in the wrestling community that, that needs something new to listen to. Send this out to them. Let's get this show up to 150 listens within two days. If we can do that, I'll be a very, very happy person. And, uh, and also, folks... Uh, our Twitter followers are continuously ticking up and that's fantastic. We're in the, in the five hundreds at this point, And I love that. I would love to get some more Instagram followers and some more Facebook likes. So please find us on Facebook, find us at on Instagram. You can find us at W R E W I N D P O D C A S T help us out with that and, uh, and recommend us to some friends and we would greatly appreciate it for my good friend, Tyler Peters, the new mouth of the South out there in Tennessee 
for Big V Venetius down in Florida, even though he's not with us tonight. This has been uh, a fun episode, and we will catch yeah. you guys next time.